we don't need notes on the show, Gavin. What do you think we are? Fools? You had notes last time. I had notes last time, but I'm a different man now. You're a man? Uh, yes, exactly. That's that's the difference Fuck. here. Meanwhile, Steven's dying because he can't it's drink hot coffee. coffee. <laughs> Good lord. Coffee is scary. <laughs> what it is, ladies and gents, and welcome to another episode of Wolfie's Gaming Den. I am your host, Alex Wolf, with an E on the end. And here today is, again, another special episode. So as I made, mentioned last time... We're going to be doing a, a preview session of what we think is needed for both PlayStation, Xbox, and Nintendo to have uh, a strong 2020, uh, particularly PlayStation and Xbox, as it is confirmed that they will have new consoles launching this year. But join with me as not one morrow, but two. As, <laughs> two as, <laughs> two morrows, <laughs> as we are joined two here today. by... That would be a good name for a show, we're Tomorrow's Today. It. We're not doing it. Come on. <laughs> As we're drawn here by, again, the co-founder of More Than Friends Productions, Stephen Thomas Morrow. Hello. And also, the one, the only, the founder of Casa del Davin, <laughs> Davin Morrow. On, everybody. All right. <laughs> God. Good Lord, that sounded awful. I've never heard a more insincere <laughs> greeting in my life. I had some milk. I was like, oh, I had a milk buildup. <laughs> <laughs> milk like a calcium buildup? No, like just milk is a, a viscous liquid, 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 like a so bubble it's... that was like blocking my vocal cords. <laughs> so it wasn't as projected as I wanted it to be. You tell me, you come here with microphone etiquette, and then you come at me with that trash that you can't even know when to get your milk bubbles in check. This man has water and coffee, like a true podcaster, Davin. <laughs> the only thing missing is the beer. We're also in the middle of Starbucks recording this too. Like no, we're podcasters. not. We're really not. We're sitting in a spare bedroom floor of Steven's apartment, circling around a very tiny microphone. And we're loving it. <sighs> That's debatable. My knee's touching Davin's knee and I don't like it. But anyway, so this time around, we're talking about what it is needed for Xbox to have a strong 2020 and have a successful Xbox Series X launch. So what I'd like to do is kind of what we do with PlayStation, where we talk about the previous launch, what they did, what they did wrong, and what they can do moving forward, and it'll be a little different because we now have, you know, we have more information on the Xbox Series X than we did the PlayStation 5, or than we do the PlayStation 5 at the time of recording, so maybe we'll get a little more in-depth. Still a lot of question marks, though. There's the, oh, that's for sure. Definitely a lot of question marks still. So, let's take it back. It's it's 2013. Uh, Xbox has announced that they're re- releasing a console called, which at the time was known as Project, what was, Durango. Scarlet. No, Scarlet was at the Xbox oh, X, Xbox I'm One dumb. X. I'm dumb. It was pro- it was Project Durango. Durango. Yeah, that was what the was the name. Neo? The Neo? That was the PS4 Pro. Oh, yeah. Okay. All right. Um, I've got all my code names God. mixed up. I, I bring you on here. I need more coffee. <laughs> um, so the Durango was announced. The official guy's name was Xbox One. People were confused because that was like after years of people thinking it's going to be called the Xbox 720. And I don't think anybody liked the name. Yeah, the name was real bad. Do you remember that? Yeah, well, because the 360 was the 360. 360, like, 720. So it was like 720. Eventually it was going to be 1080. Do you remember so, they went on stage and they announced the name Xbox One and you heard laughter. Yeah, it like, was... Like the audience laughed. Mm-hmm. Oh, that was such a bad... I just hate how they're inconsistent with it. Oh, how their names are kind of all over the place? Yeah, like just fucking... Are they the same thing well, that's, that's evolving, uh, or is it different every t- Like, just figure it the fuck out. Well, I think that, again, that's what's changing here with the Xbox Series X, as the console's name Which itself is... even more confusing. It is, but over Xbox time, eventually... ABC Variant X underscore 7 360. We're talking about the title of consoles, not gamer tags. Anyway. <laughs> 420. <laughs> 42069 box. Oh my. <laughs> But no, so the Xbox Series X, they've come out and said the Xbox is the title of it. The Series X is just the model type. Similar to what you have like when you buy a PC nowadays. It's still in, you know, a MacBook, but it's a MacBook with a Intel i7 processor as opposed to an i5 or when you buy an Alienware laptop, right? And then I they don't. put out I mean, I know you don't buy Alienware, but for instance, and I look at you cuz you're one of those out of us that plays PC couldn't, games. Couldn't the same thing be said though that like oh, it's the PlayStation is the PlayStation, but this is the PlayStation 5. It's like the fifth version of it. Yeah, but... It's like the same thing. I, th- I think it's... I just think it's muddled Well, we'll, we'll, get in, we'll get into the name here in a minute, because that's something Let's I will talk about. Let's go back to how they fucked up yeah, Xbox, Xbox One. Xbox One. Um, so they come out. They give us a price tag of four ninety nine ninety nine, so about 500 smackaroos there. They announced the specs, and the specs weren't bad. 
Uh, I think the only real difference we had at the time is that the processing power, so it, the RAM, it was like a GDDR, it was a 3? Because I remember specifically the PS4's RAM was like two cores ahead. And while well, at the time, that's kind of like, oh, that's great, that's powerful. We got the console eventually, and it installs on games. You know, you install a 50-gig game on the PS4, took a few minutes, you then on Xbox One, you're waiting hours. Um, but anyway, so we had that. It, they shoehorned the Xbox Connect in the box and tried to make it a huge intuitive thing for it. It required used, internet. It required internet at launch. Connect was yeah. an absolute shit fest. Oh god, it was awful the, too. They lied about so much stuff with it. I don't know if they lied. It just they, they told ma- me they I would ma- have a little boy exactly who would do whatever boy? I wanted. Where's my boy? And well, it's not, well that happened just years down the road and it changed. And by that time, the he Xbox became a tiger. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Milo turned into Connectimals. That's right. That's right. Okay, you're right, Milo. I thought you were talking about the uh, the avatars getting remade. No, I was talking about Milo. Uh, no one talks about Milo. I wanted Milo. I also wanted Milo. I guess you're disturbing. Um. <laughs> anyway, Davin, I missed you. Oh God. Anyway, <laughs> what did you draw me today, Milo? Swinging on his little branch or whatever, though. <laughs> it's just like a drawing of me, like in a noose. <laughs> oh, it's like, oh, thanks, Milo. <laughs> You're Get so me out of this television, Stephen. <laughs> I want to die, but I can't. <laughs> the connect won't let me. That's probably why they turned him into an animal because he was becoming too intelligent, too sentient. They had to <laughs> like, communicate. They had to revert back his like brain. <laughs> he realized what he was a part of. Wanted to kill himself. So <laughs> anyway, Christ. we got to that point, and the connect. Uh, they were talking about intuitive, how intuitive <laughs> it was going to be, and how great and how influential it would be to games coming out later. We then got, um, what was the big thing? They were talking about how your your Xbox One, and this was why it was called the Xbox One, it was your all-in-one package. You would watch TV, you could stream, all of your stuff would be run through the Xbox One. That was a big thing at the time. That was huge. Streaming was hitting the rise. Yeah, that's when streaming became a forefront. Like, oh man, PC gamers are hitting this, like, why we'll bring the console players... But they really focused on that television aspect where, you know, I you think could that was control like the your... first thing that they mentioned. Yeah, like, they spent majority of that presser talking about how the, how you could plug in, like, your DirecTV cable box or whatever you were using at the time into the HDMI port in the back of the console, and you could then control your television with the Xbox, either via the controller or with Kinect. And that ended up, you know, long down the road, going away. No one wanted it. No one talked about it. Yeah. So, in... But th- something they did do right, though, is that, you know, they had launch titles. That's something PlayStation 4 tried to have. They had Rise. They had Rise, Son of Rome. Was Sunset Overdrive launch no. window? Uh, no, it was a year later. Okay. It was, like, that next September, October. Um, so was it Forza? For- they had Forza 5. Okay. Rise, Son of Rome, and Dead Rising 3. There so they hit with two of their biggest exclusives. Well, while Dead Rising, you know, eventually with Dead Rising 2, went from 360 to both PC, or not, well, yeah, both I think it was PC, PS3, and 360, whereas the original was a 360 launch title, or at least close enough to it, I believe. Mm-hmm. Everyone still associated that Dead Rising name with Xbox, so it was really solid for them to have that. And Forza is Forza, you know, it's all, it's had a great history and continues to do so. And then Rise, Son of Rome was essentially a glorified tech demo, which, you know, for a launch title, that's it not a bad... Gorgeous, yeah, it looked gorgeous, It looked gorgeous. It wasn't a bad thing to have. It was something to display. This is how pretty the console game can look. This is how smooth it can run. And that's what the game did. Mm-hmm. While the gameplay wasn't anything memorable, it was pretty repetitive, um, the story was okay. It left a lot for a sequel, I believe. It just wasn't enough, you know, it didn't do anything else enough to where they could generate the funds for that. So it was kind of thrown to the wayside as far as I understand. I don't think Crytek is even... I don't know if Crytek's still around. I think I heard something about them last year, like something happened where they got absorbed into something. Um, but who knows? They just get absorbed. Yeah. But, I mean... <laughs> that sounds so ominous. <laughs> <laughs> oh, they've been absorbed. By Majin. We, we don't talk about that. We don't talk about what happened to Crytek. <laughs> so, what's good, though, is... So, let's talk about that, though. Xbox went into the Xbox One launch. And... After the rise and the success that the Xbox 360 had, dominating most of that console generation, uh, someone argue all... Uh, you know, you walk into that thing, similar to what Sony may be doing this time around. You walk in, like, it doesn't matter what we see the price is. We have that install base. We have the people that are loyal to us. We have that. We can go and we can throw a console out there. People will buy it. And that turned out to not be the case. Mm-hmm. Um, PlayStation 5 had a cheaper price point. Um, they had 
And it, now, honestly, that's really what they had over that. The PlayStation 3 kind of ended on a better note than it started by generating a lot of first-party titles. So it worked out as well. So the Xbox One, I think it sold well at launch, but after that, you saw a decline where people were upset with this. They are upset with the user interface. Think, yeah, they hated the Kinect. You had a lot of people switching, not necessarily at launch, but shortly after because yeah. of how dis- how dissatisfied they were with the console. Well, I think the biggest thing is they had such like... They, they just missed the mark with the messaging before mm. the Xbox One launched uh, because people people were kind of confused as to what made it special because the number one thing that they were focusing on was TV. television. Yeah. Well, then and, there was also the DRM issue where they were, you couldn't, if you, you could buy the disc for the game and you could install it on your console, but then it was registered to you. So you're, a friend of yours yeah, could not borrow the and game. That's, that, that's something that they had to revert uh, they had to change, but when they first like, announced it, they were wanting it to be a fully internet-required yep. um, system that was kind of locked to your account, and it, it just it did not sound fun. And even now, that's, like, <laughs> without how many people, you know, at that time, internet access wasn't still a widely used thing as much as... And even now, it's still not as much, you know? So in an infrastructure where all that stuff is... like I remember when we were selling Xbox Ones within that first year... The amount of returns we had to take. Because people they, couldn't use they it. They couldn't use it. They, they couldn't, couldn't even use, turn it on. Yeah, it couldn't turn it on or their internet was too slow. So they're installing these massive day one updates on top of the current system updates. You had to take it to a friend's house to install all the updates to, to get it to go. Or you had you were waiting maybe a days at a time because your internet speed was too slow to have taken this massive, massive patch. Yeah, it's just... It was kind of a mess. Yeah, and then two weeks before the launch is when they tell you, oh, no, 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 no you can borrow your games, you can do this, you can share. It's like... Why did that... Mm. But, like, after the fact, the damage was already done, which is... It, yeah. Which kind of... It, it did not help. They, they couldn't um, get the pre-order numbers as much as they were wanting. But I'm kind of glad that it all happened the way that it did mm-hmm. because now I think they're getting their shit together. Oh, most certainly. They're, uh, like, hella getting their shit together. For sure. It makes them... A lot of people are questioning if it'll be... The resurgence of Xbox uh, this generation. So also coming off of that was another big thing with the accessories. Um, a big thing for the Xbox uh, 360 was their online community with Xbox Live. Uh, so, you know, you go into that. But Xbox had had a history during that entire generation of having a ton of proprietary shit. Like, remember, like, the Xbox 360 headphone jack was a 2.5 instead of the universal oh, God, 3.5. So if you wanted headphones, you had to buy an you Xbox had to get the headset 360. adapter... Yeah, Stupid. they had to release an adapter so you could oh chat with people. God. You couldn't just plug it in. It came with this massive brick attachment if you didn't. And then the cable was a flat thing and it was shitty. So you were stuck having to buy a new thing. So they put out the adapter. And the adapter at the time didn't work because there was a shortage between one of the two cables. He didn't know which was the problem. Was it the headset or the adapter? And you had to go flip-flop back and forth until eventually you got the right combination of whatever it was. And, and then you the, still had AA batteries. You still had fucking AA batteries. In a generation where even Nintendo dropped using the only thing they kept double A's in at the time was the Wiimote, um, but even then that was because they didn't change the Wiimote going into the mm-hmm. Wii U. Um, but they had pro well, that controllers. Was, that was a they, mistake, dude. The, the Wii U. Yeah. yeah. Well, we're, we won't get. Yeah. Um, <laughs> That's for the next episode. Exactly. So it was. It's kind of weird to see how that worked out, but it's crazy to think how. It took some time, so we're seven years now. Those mistakes are kind of like being buried, and they finally got into a spot where they can say, oh, yes, we made mistakes, but this is where we're at now. So then the other thing with the Xbox One with a misstep was the lack of first-party games. Mm-hmm. And even the ones that came out didn't get necessarily memorable, and I want to say into the last two years. like So we had Halo 5 come out, one of the, you know, the Xbox title, and it shat the bed. Um, they tried to make it a huge thing with competitive online multiplayer, and f- as far as I know, that was a success. Like, they had, the gameplay was solid online, they were servicing it and everything, like, they were patching it and updating it, whatever they needed to, all at, especially after the launch of the Master Chief Collection, but you took out probably the most pivotal things with Halo. One, you hardly played as Master Chief. Two, no local multiplayer. there was no local multiplayer. Like, why would you do that? Yeah, so they completely fucked themselves That's with that. That's what Halo's all about. Yeah. Um, they, they tried hitting the mark with timed exclusives, but a lot of it, I honestly think they're the one that made timed exclusives such a big conversation 
this past generation because of how many people wanted it. So Rise of the Tomb Raider probably being the biggest one because mm-hmm. it launched on Xbox One and it came out at almost a year, I want to say a year, maybe two years I remember years they later. would do those the messaging when they would announce these things and they'd be like, Xbox One exclusive. And people would be like, oh, well, that has to be a timed exclusive. Yeah. And, and then six months later... Yes, it's going to come out at a later date on, on the PlayStation and PC or whatever. It was one of those things, though, where you started to watch the Microsoft press conferences and mm-hmm. these press events, and people would watch them but be excited because they would be like, oh, that game's going to come to PlayStation later. Yeah. Like, it ended up being a press conference for PlayStation Which games. is what happened with Tomb Raider. Uh, Tomb Raider was great on the Xbox One, but how many people were waiting for it to happen on PlayStation. And then when it came to PlayStation, had all the add-on content built in. Yeah, and it was like, okay, cool. You, you got the better deal by waiting an a year. exclusive VR mode. Exactly. Um, so it, it was hard to really justify anything they sold. And then there was the Crackdown fiasco, where that game was delayed for, I don't remember how long, I want to say it was almost two years. And when it eventually came out, it was still broken. You couldn't... And they were like trying to act like it was some revolutionary thing, but it... Well, it felt like you were playing a 360 game. Well, the idea was is the revolutionary behind it was because of the game using as their flagship cloud title. Cool. If you remember, that's when they started investing a lot into the uh, gaming cloud. And it was supposed to use cloud technology for that game, but they just couldn't nail it. Um, I mean, cool tech is only cool if it works. Exactly. So cool. here we are now. We have now, and the thing is, a lot of those mistakes led to the birth of a lot of things. Xbox One brought in backwards compatibility, something no one else was necessarily doing. With while the Wii U had Nintendo Wii titles, no one was playing the fucking Wii U, so no one cared. They if they wanted to play Wii games, they bought in a Wii, and even that still played GameCube games, which still had more value than the Wii U did. PlayStation. Nintendo was doing backwards compatibility, but as far as Microsoft and uh, PlayStation, Sony, then yeah, yeah, you, uh, PlayStation. Their solution was PlayStation Now, which at the time, had a very, very awful uh, fee structure. Uh, the way their games were, you couldn't tell if you could download or stream it, and they were limited-time-only things. It was nonsense. Backwards compatibility, and even going back as far as the original Xbox titles. And while they didn't do them all, they did the ones that they knew people would play, the mm-hmm. ones that mattered. Um, so that was huge. Then we have, uh, of course, the juggernaut that is Xbox Xbox, not Xbox. New virus. <laughs> oh, no. That's uh, the Series X, the, the Xbox. The Xbox uh, uh, is Game Pass. Ten bucks a month. They add new titles regularly. You download these games, and you it was much like PlayStation Plus and Xbox games with gold, but way bigger library, and they were yours to play and download. You weren't streaming them. You had to worry about your internet connection after you downloaded them. It was just, that's the game. See, Game Pass and backwards compatibility, I'm, I'm really glad that Microsoft had to kind of, like, fight to regain the yeah. ground uh, because they ended up focusing on things that other people weren't focusing on. And now I think we're going to see a lot more competition moving into the next generation in mm-hmm. terms of backwards compatibility offering new digital services and streaming and things like that mm-hmm. uh so I'm, I'm really happy that that happened that way because it kind of it made the competi- competition more competitive yeah people had to think they had to be more creative with what they could do and while unfortunately it led to i want to say maybe the last few years now they haven't been able to catch ground with new titles i mean sure they had successes like years of uh like years five which was great but what they're really focusing on at that point, like we mentioned with PlayStation, how this was generation was a very much a transition generation. Xbox was able to lay a very, very good foundation for the Series X going forward. Mm-hmm. Um, another big thing, and I won't take this away from them, is the Xbox One X. While again, confusing name, it brought it is the most powerful gaming console out there right now. Um, it brought 4K native 4K gaming to uh, families. Uh, again, launched with a five hundred dollar price tag, so it didn't sell a whole lot. But eventually, price drops and sales and stuff like that. They very much made it clear, like this is for the luxury console owner. It's not required. You don't you don't have to have this to play our games, but it does enhance things. And it would enhance again, going back as far as enhancing Xbox One titles, Xbox Three Hundred and Sixty titles, and original Xbox titles, which is really cool that they provided that really solidifying the idea of an ecosystem that they were trying to bring together mm-hmm. and put at the forefront. I, I still, I don't really like the idea of 
splitting performance with I, I, it makes sense i guess but i don't know i i, I wasn't even really a big fan of the playstation 4 pro mm-hmm. and i feel like splitting splitting your base in that way is kind of weird yeah, yeah i can see where where that that falls but you know it's just at the same time you know how many people like I mean, the fact that it's not required is nice. Yeah. And the the fact that it does, like, if you have a 4K TV, then it helps, you know, fully take advantage of that and things like that. Um, but as far as in in that vein of things, mm-hmm. what I was most impressed with with the Xbox One was how they how they incorporated 4, 4K into the Xbox One S. Yeah, yeah. And that, that was pretty cool because that was not only a slimmer model... Uh, mm-hmm. But it, it quickly became the cheaper model. Yep. Uh, I mean, it was obviously cheaper than the X, um, but like it was, it launched at the same price, and uh, probably because they were trying to gain ground, quickly got what was it a fifty dollar price drop? Yeah, it was. Uh, it launched at three fifty, I believe, if not three hundred. Um, it was slightly faster than the original Xbox One, just because of upgraded internals here and there, like quality of life things. It could play four K Blu rays. Um, it had HDR compatibility. Uh, I don't think it could upscale games to 4K, so it wasn't native 4K like the X. Um, so but it, it still yeah, it, it did video much, 4K output yeah too though, so mm-hmm. you could have the Blu-ray. Exactly, it, it, it was it very much did what PS3 did with bringing Blu-rays available to everyone in homes. It made 4K Blu-ray accessible because it was the, cheap, the cheapest 4K Blu-ray player you're gonna find. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, at least the I best like, deal. I like those kind of iterative versions where, like, if you release a new version of a system, it's nice when it's the same price or less. Mm-hmm. It, it's really nice when it's it's an upgrade, but it doesn't it doesn't cost like an upgrade. Right. Like, yeah. It's not priced like an upgrade, which is, I I like that. That's I, that's my preferred thing. But I mean, different strokes, different folks. <laughs> so anyway, we move into. It is here. It's twenty twenty. Xbox announces the Series X. So this is going to be this is a bit different this time around because when we know the name of the console, we know what the console looks like for the most part, as well as the controller. Um, we got a re- we already technically have a reveal, right? We got it at yeah. the Game Awards last year, which a is shock. also that's new. Yeah, like that that's was the first time as or is it the first? I'm pretty sure it's the first time a system has been announced at the Game Awards. Yeah, at the Game Awards. Yes. Uh, so that's a big deal. Mm-hmm. Um, I also, I, I really like, uh, I mean, so I'm not a super big fan of the design, but I really fucking love how it reminds me of 2001 A Space Odyssey. Because it's a monolith? Yeah. And like, <laughs> when they announce the video or whatever, you just see it in the distance. It looks like the intro to 2001 A Space Odyssey. So you have like... I don't know. I love that kind of spacey shit. <laughs> spacey shit? Yeah. Like I Kevin Spacey that. shit? No. No. Yeah, you don't want not, like Kevin not Spacey. Not that kind not, of not, shit. Yeah, you don't want no, that. No, like, like Kubrick. I like Kubrick spacey shit. All right. I can get behind some Kubrick shit. Yeah, some it doesn't have to be spacey. Stanley Space. Stanley Spacey shit. Triple S. No. There's no H. I, I don't know Damn why it, I'm Steven. adding <laughs> I'm sorry. Anyway. <laughs> so we have that now. So do we think... One, we know the holiday windows here. Are we thinking November? I, I think November is when we'll see the Xbox Series X hit shelves. That would make sense. Yeah, like it's, unless coronavirus fucks that up too. Yeah, that, that is also true. Um, well, I don't think we'll have to worry about that as much with manufacturing because it's all mac- manufactured in the U.S. Microsoft manufactures in the U.S. As far as I understand, I could be wrong, but I don't know. Hold on, let me. I can check here. That I can fact check too, myself. That sounds it, true. Like it'll be expensive. Let's see. Where is? I don't know. How you doing, Davin? Fine. Doing fine. Got those milk bubbles figured out. Yeah. Uh, so the original Xbox, like the original Xbox in two thousand one, was manufactured in Guadalajara, Mexico. Um, Xbox three sixty was made in the Pearl River Delta region of southern China. And as of September 2014, Xbox One is being manufactured in Shanghai, China. So manufactured there. Um, so it, it Probably could. China. Probably still China. Um, China. Anyway. U.S. <laughs> <laughs> Italia. I, I think they should go back to Mexico. They should go somewhere like Antarctica. 
Why? Just how cool would that be? <laughs> Was that a pun because it's cold? No. Oh. What? He said, how cool would that be? Oh, okay. I was like, what, you, what pun? In Antarct- in Antarctica. Boy. Mm. Anyway, so we have that going. Do you think there's going to be a, a bigger reveal for the Xbox Series X? Like, Microsoft, as far as we know, is the only one to not have pulled out of E3, if E3 even happens this year. Um, if E3 happens, they should. Because... <laughs> <laughs> what? What are you laughing at? I'm sorry. So funny. I don't know. <laughs> I think they're gonna have a bigger reveal. Do you think so? Because there's still a bunch of stuff that we need to know about it. That's true. There's still some details that quite that are not quite answered yet. And right now, if I'm comparing PlayStation Five and the new Xbox, mm-hmm. there seems to be a lot of comparisons. I want to know what the key differentiating factors are. Okay. As a buyer, so I think they're gonna be doing that. Yeah, and then like. And to the common like consumer, you know, you see these specs online, you don't know what the fuck they mean. It it helps when there's someone on a stage, kind of like clearly communicating. This is what this does. And it will be faster, <laughs> prettier. <laughs> but they, it would be a waste a wasted opportunity if they didn't take advantage of being the only like big big guns on the stage at E three. Oh yeah, like for they, sure. They would be the only ones there with a presence that would have a new system to show off okay uh, i mean unless somebody surprises someone but uh i mean playstation said that they're not going to be there yep as far as we know nintendo's not releasing any new system yeah but nintendo uh, will it's hard to count if nintendo will be at e3 right like they usually have all their news in a direct and then they have the yeah. nintendo treehouse thing to the side but that's, that's not, true not a whole lot of news comes out of that itself. But as far as like a physical presence at E3, exactly. Microsoft is, is Has, the biggest there. Mm-hmm. So if they don't take advantage of that, that would just be that would be a shame. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I think they should, and I think they would. Yeah. If E3 happens. Yeah, but okay. So do you think that them being at E3 though, you think it'll be more focused on what games will be happening for the Xbox Series X or the hardware itself? Because, I mean, if they put out, you know, they're already releasing pressers and, or not pressers, but uh, press releases detailing what the console is capable of doing, if they release enough information by the time we get to E3, you know, at that point, they're just rehashing what they've already talked about over the last few months. I think, I think what they're going to do, mm-hmm. they're going to learn from their mistake when they announce the Xbox One. They're going to announce game after game after game after game after game after game after game. They're going to say Xbox One Series X. Or, no, Xbox yeah. Series X. Is it Xbox One Series X or Xbox Series X? It's just X? Xbox Series X. Okay, Jesus Christ. Anyways. Xbox X. Xbox <laughs> Series X. Anyway, so they're going to do game, 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 and then right at the end they're going to be like, all right, this is the launch date, this is the price, boom, boom. They're going to go like the traditional route, what uh-huh. an E3 system press conference would be. Yeah. Uh, because they're just going to have a great opportunity to do that. Yeah. And they've been buying up all of these studios yep uh, so they should have a nice portfolio to launch with or at least a nice portfolio to announce uh even if it's just projects that are in development Mm. uh so they they're in a position where they can say this is stuff that you can only experience through the the xbox umbrella yeah and then for them to right at the end have the you know the the headline the of... The big cheese. Yeah, the, the big <laughs> cheese of this system, this date, this price, boom. That would steal a show. That's all that anyone would talk about, and that's what they need to do. And I think that that's what they're going to do. Well, so here's also the other issue. And all of it's going to be part of Game Pass. There we are, all on Game Pass right away. Yeah. So now here the problem. <laughs> here's the problem now is they've already put out uh, Matt Booty, I think is his name, I love when Went we out. walked out on stage. Oh god, that name! <laughs> you just see booty, booty. on the because like the camera was zoomed in and yep. you could just see the screen in the background. You just see booty and he walks up with that big fucking smile on his face. <laughs> that man's proud and he's ready to go. But like, he booty, who the fuck is booty? <laughs> but so he had an interview. Uh, I can't remember. I hope who it he's was listening. Through. Oh god, I hope so. Matt Booty, you sir are the man. But I mean, he had an interview. I can't remember who it was through. But he talked about how. We may not see Xbox Series X exclusives, like games that will only be on Xbox Series X for maybe the first one or maybe two years of the console being out. Well, I think... So all of these games will still be on Xbox One. Exactly. I yeah. think I think that's that's 
why. Mm-hmm. Uh, because, I mean, I don't think we're going to see very many games that are only possible on next-gen systems. Uh, at least... Not at long Conceptually. Right. Yeah. Uh, they're going to be... They, they just won't look as pretty if they're on something else. But, right. Uh, because they're positioning themselves uniquely with Game Pass, mm-hmm. they're in an interesting spot where they can be like, okay, you can play this game on any of our things. And I think their number one goal is making money through Game Pass. Oh, yeah. Through their digital services. They... It's, it's no longer a platform thing for them. Well, I mean, that's the thing. As I don't much. think that's ever been... I was listening to... I think it was an episode of Kind of Funny Games. And no one has ever talked about... Because I think the PS4 had just barely broken even on the manufacturing of that console so when they sold. So I don't think anyone, again, is necessarily focused on making the money off the console sale itself. They're very much looking well, to... Nintendo is. Nintendo is. Yeah, they're the only one because it's, it's cheaper to manufacture. I think they're, um, they're looking more... For, in, again, install base. They want to make sure they can get the consoles in homes. Because if you have enough consoles in homes, you have services being paid for, and you have games being sold and more accessories. And that's where the money is made. Um, so, I think that'll be a huge thing. Um, now, do we think that may slow down sales of the Xbox Series X? Because you're not going to see as many people buying the console right away. Because, again, they're going to treat it like the Xbox One X. Where it's a luxury thing. Like, I don't need an Xbox Series X right now. I need... <laughs> I hate you both. <laughs> I think it has to. I think, I think it has to slow down Xbox Series X. Mm-hmm. Honestly. Um, especially... <laughs> I'm sorry. This is what I work with. This is the help I get. Fault. That was Rachel's fault. <laughs> she didn't know what? Her foot was right in my face. I turn around and her foot's right there. Oh my god. <laughs> That's why I was laughing. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, <laughs> anyway, so yeah, it, I, I expect it to slow down sales as well because a lot of people are going to think, oh, I don't need this console right now because all of the games for the next year or two are be coming to this. Why Why, why would well, I spend... It's also, their games are going to be available on PC as well. Yeah. So I think that's the biggest, or, or at least I think that's the most overlooked thing that Microsoft has in its favor mm-hmm. uh, because the the biggest market or potential market for games is PC. I mean, maybe mobile, but, you know, aside from mobile, it's PC because there's just so many computers out there. Yeah. And, and what I... operating system are these computers running? Windows. Windows. Linux. And no one's running Linux, Davin. Lots of people are on Linux. No one's actually. running Linux. Not as much... As Windows. When you see your requirements for games that like respects what you need, they're looking at Windows Seven or Windows Ten. No one's talking about your fucking Linux. But anyway, so 7. they so they have an in. They mm. have an in, and they have something that that functions. And I think I think what they're doing is I think they're building a portfolio that makes Game Pass, you know, more appealing mm-hmm. to everyone. Uh, and I think that the the biggest opportunity to make money is with PC. And and we also and I think they know that and it's just so and I talked to Davin about this a bit is how important it is so when Steam machines came out you remember that was like twenty thirteen I think twenty fourteen that was a confusing mess yeah it was a confusing mess because it was, but the problem was there were like seventeen different versions of that thing because of hardware so, hardware size and Intel and the uh, processor power uh, but the problem was. You were trying to speak to an audience of PC gamers who don't give two fucks about playing on an actual television because they already have a they have a monitor that has a higher res and they have a PC that already has more power. They don't want to buy another box to do that when they. And I would have gotten have a Steam machine if it wasn't so freaking confusing. And I just wanted a thing where I could be like, okay, two hundred, three hundred dollars, and I can play Steam games on TV. That'd right. be great. Right, but the thing is, like, it was confusing, but they were trying to appeal to bring in the PC gamer to consoles. Steam is really bad about hardware. Like, all of the hardware that they've done, with maybe their new VR as an exception, has been absolute shit. That weird controller with the plastic... The controller... You rub your finger is on. Shit. I don't know why they were obsessed with, like, touchpad, or, like... It was the trend at that time. Everyone but was they trying to it. Like they it. just replaced a joystick with it, and it sucked. Everything sucked. Their Vive controllers did the same. And the yeah. Rift, on the other hand, has the normal joystick controller so yep. much better. It's just so dumb that they fucking... 
Oh yeah. So, um, but with that, but now I think Xbox is they're smart about it. They realize you're right. Like Steven said, the market is PC gaming, right? And everyone, con- okay. I'm as a console gamer, I feel safe in saying, as much as we talk about how nerdy and shitty PC, like oh, I don't want to be a PC person, whatever. Everyone wants PC. Sorry, gaming. Gavin. But Who no, says that? but no. This listen to this because Davin will think this. Everyone wants to be a PC gamer. Yeah, because it's better. It's better. But the thing is, no one knows how to get into that market because it's confusing. There's a lot to it. And you usually have to ask your friend who's already a PC gamer to help you get through it, right? You can't just go to the store and buy it and be done. I I think I think this will bridge that gap and get people in that ethosphere. I don't know, I don't know if everyone wants to be a PC gamer mm-hmm. as much as everyone wants awesome games cheaply. Mm-hmm. And they want and, good performance and universality, and well, that that goes with the awesome players games. that they play with. But uh, with PC, there's been that like kind of price. Uh, if if you want to be able to play everything, oh god, they're expensive. You have shit. to spend a lot. And yeah, so that's why I think some people gravitate towards mobile gaming or console gaming. But again, Game Pass is the solution. Awesome games cheaply. Yeah. Like, that's... Well, and that's the thing. So, you get that, but it, even then, so, like, sure, you... But if you make it more accessible, so you have the Xbox Series X. It has... It is billed as a console, but it looks very much mimics a PC. But then you have Game Pass. You now have an easy thing an everyday consumer can go buy. It connects... You just plug and chug. Plug and chug. And then you got Game Pass. You're good. You're ready to go. So, it, it'll be different. Now, when you guys think about launch... So we know they bought all those first-party studios. What kind of games are you expecting to be at launch? Are you expecting a metric ton of games at launch for Xbox Series X, or at least enhanced for Xbox Series X? Or is it just going to be, here's a handful of titles? I personally expect it'll still be three, much like with it with the Xbox One. Because the Xbox One, I, I think, had a solid launch. They don't need a lot. I think we'll definitely, of course, we'll see Halo. Halo will be there. I think we'll see another Forza game. I, I mean... I can't remember the last time we had an E3 and there wasn't a Forza game announced, or at least some iteration of Forza happening. And then we'll have one more third uh, title that'll either be one handled by their new first-party studio, or it'll be um, a brand new IP from someone else they've already worked with, or a sequel to a different franchise that had been, like, Dead Rising or something. I think they're going to have a a nice little handful, like what you said. Mm -hmm. I think they're going to probably put some of their, like, I don't want to say riskier... But, uh, I guess, like, smaller titles as launch titles. Because a launch title is gonna sell well. That's, like, that's the thing with a launch title. So, they can kind of boost sales of a game by having it be a launch title. It doesn't have to be some, like, big, impressive thing. Well, you know, like, so Mac I... sold amazingly well. But, and again, that was not impressive. that's where the difference, though is because you've got people that now where backwards compatibility is the thing off the bat. It's not coming later. Does that change because all these people who have Xbox Ones now, who get the Xbox Series X, their games are going to carry over, especially with Game Pass. They don't need... They're not... I, I don't see sales being boosted off of that one risky title because well, I mean, they find people don't need to buy it. People will still buy something if it launches with the system, I think. That's true. Like, I, I would still buy a good portion of like launch titles for whatever system yeah like because cause people want when when someone buys a system they want to buy a new game for the system mm-hmm. and even if it's not a quote-unquote exclusive yeah even if it's a third-party thing that's on everything you know i still got assassin creed black flag on the ps4 uh because i wanted a next-gen quote-unquote game for the new system. So I, I, I think people are going to spend the money on, on the games. Yeah. Um, but the reason why I said that is I think I think then they'll have a nice like trickle. Like every month they can have like a game or two. Mm-hmm. And that's when they can be like, okay, boom, this quarter of the year we have this big thing. Yeah. And then that can be like launching three months after the system comes out. Okay. And then boom, this quarter of the year we have this thing. And that comes out another three months later. Mm-hmm. Like doing that thing that I think, I think that's one thing that PlayStation's really good at is spacing out their big titles. Yeah. Uh, where, like every no, chunk of the year, nothing's you're being crowded. Something, yeah. And it gives you time to enjoy it, maybe even platinum it, <laughs> and then you know you can move on to the next. Uh, so I think Microsoft is gonna 
implement that where they have like a big thing and then sprinkled around it are smaller things yeah uh and then i feel like with the launch i mean didn't they say halo infinite infinite is going to be it is a launch title so that can be their like bigger launch thing and then surrounding it will be some smaller things well that's what i'm worried about again with the smaller things because if they're smaller right that's fine but they aren't gonna like they're going to be on the xbox one Mm-hmm. So it makes you wonder how much of a risk will they take with those games being trying to, you know, promote the Xbox Series X thing when the same console owners who have Xbox Ones can go still that can still go buy that game at launch. They may not buy it for the Xbox Series X. So it makes you wonder like, eh, or if that'll be just something like they release like, oh, here's some smaller titles and they I I imagine those smaller games being announced in a sizzle reel for Game Pass during that time. I can imagine they'll try to promote those games necessarily just for the Xbox Series X. Because you're right, I think if anyone buys an Xbox Series X at launch, they're buying Halo Infinite. They're not worried about the smaller stuff because they don't need to worry... It's true. I don't think they'll need to worry about, let's I mean, put out then, this title. Even then, I don't think they care. Yeah. Like, if it if it sells Xbox One Xs, as long as they're selling... They're selling, yeah. Their Xbox Series Xs. Right. God. Uh, as long as they're just selling stuff in general. Right. So. Yeah. yeah. Now, Davin, here's my question for you, sir. He's so, over there. Uh, what is which, which Uncharted is it when he's in the jail and he's doing... Uncharted 2. Uncharted 2. Remember he gets uh, locked in a... Um, Panamanian... Yeah, Panamanian jail. Is yeah. a reference. Well, it was a reference to the first one, but yeah. Oh, okay. That's exactly what this is. Oh, I know. So anyways. Anyway. He, he was over there doing shadow puppets like Nathan Drake in Uncharted 2. So... Mixer, on the rise, right? How many Twitch streamers, like big Twitch streamers, have switched from using Twitch to Mixer because of how Mixer's changing their policies and how Twitch was getting kind of eh? Do you? How much of a focus do you think that'll be for Xbox with the Series X? Uh, it's definitely more accessible and optimized. I think it'd be for them since it's made by the same people. Right. So you'll get a lot of. When I look at Mixer versus Twitch, I think it's good that a lot of big streamers are going to Mixer because it leaves more room for upcoming streamers to get into Twitch, which has still a huge base of viewers. Yeah. And I think a a wider variety of games because of how long it's been around. Um, On the new console... I definitely think that Mixer being what it is now in its current state as sort of increasingly getting more popular is good because console streaming has been growing. Streaming in general has been growing over the past few years. So I don't think there's anything bad to think about with that. Mm-hmm. Uh, personally, I think it's good. There, there are more streamers in general, but you know, I have my own doubts about streamer culture and how that's changed. Uh, the majority of streamers aren't good quality. Yeah, they're just kind of streaming because everyone else is doing it. Yeah. So, do you think... I literally streamed a word search game the other day. <laughs> Trash. I, I, I'm in this stream. I'm not proud of it. I didn't ask to be. Like, it's just, I was here playing the game. I was here for buffalo chicken dip, damn it. Not only did I not get that damn dip till two days later. <laughs> but I, I put you on the internet. <laughs> for a game I had no fucking business wanting to be a part of. Heathen. That's no, fine. Uh, anyway. <laughs> um, so, from what I understand with the Xbox One, and I didn't, I don't do a whole lot of streaming. I don't think I've ever actually streamed anything a day in my life. Um, with the Xbox One... The sharing things like that, like getting snapshots and sharing through Mixer and Twitch, weren't as simple as they were in the PlayStation Four. With like the, you know the press of a button and just doing it, um, and that's being talked about how the Xbox Series X will have a share button on there. Do you think now even how many people will try to try to start streaming their games online? Do you think we'll see what happened with Twitch, where you just have a ton of people just streaming because they saw someone else do it? On Mixer, do you think it's gonna have an increase, or are you gonna, or do you think they'll have? It'll be just easier for a lot of those pro streamers that are already doing it on uh, Twitch. You'll see more switch over from that to Mixer. Uh, so it depends on what what they're on, you know. Like, uh, so we gotta remember that Twitch has is multifaceted. Yeah, you have your console and your PC gamers. You even have mul- 
mobile streamers on there too mm-hmm. um it would probably for those who already have invested in things that allow them to stream to twitch at good like resolution and things like that like those stream uh what are they called the like capture the, cards like the elgato and all that yeah, type like... of stuff uh they'll probably stick to what they're at unless they see that like mixer is getting way more viewers as a result of the new release mm-hmm. because but i do think that people who haven't invested in that people who didn't in the past will now have an easier way to get to it so yeah they'll be doing that yeah uh i mean big streamers they they really aren't switching like i mean like big big streamers yeah they're not just switching over because they're switching over right they're getting deals yeah that's the thing with mixer and, but that uh, that also says that that's something that Microsoft is yeah. So uh, do you think Microsoft something that they're focused with, on, which can seem like a good opportunity for most people, like no one would pass up on a deal like that for sure. But at the same time, not everybody is gonna get that deal. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like getting verified on Twitch. It takes time, and you have to build that viewer base to even be considered for that. Yeah. Like, they're not just handing out deals. I think it's, like, less than 20 people probably have that sort of deal. Okay. Now, and I think both of us, I mean, all three of us can really attest to is, so, I want to say out of the two, right, we all primarily played on PlayStation. Um, while PlayStation Network has definitely grown and gotten a better, a stronger infrastructure, uh, just due to how many people, the increase in players alone with how many people bought PlayStation 4s over Xbox One, Xbox Live is still arguably probably the, the premier online gaming service out there. Um, do you think we'll see any big things? So like Xbox Live, you know, they they really made online multiplayer as big as it was during that generation for the 360 and PS3. They made, if it wasn't for achievements being as big as they were, I don't think PlayStation would have made it such a focus because they realized, oh, shit, people like that. People want it. And that made trophies. I'm a thing. excited for whatever updates. So that's why. So that's what system. I'm wondering. Like, do you think we'll see a big change for achievements or Xbox Live for the Series X? Because, like, Microsoft knows if there's one thing we can always count on, it's Xbox Live. I think. I think yes. Okay. And I think that what it's going to look like is not necessarily something that we've seen before. This is something that I believe PlayStation mentioned wanting to do, and I I meant to mention it last time, but I was kind of drugged. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds awful. Yeah, yeah, just a little bit. <laughs> uh, but uh, I feel like I feel like Microsoft is going to take this approach as well. Uh-huh. Uh huh. In terms of building a sort of online infrastructure and a sort of online network. Yeah. Because um, video capturing and streaming is so heavily implemented in, or at least is probably going to be so heavily implemented in these next-gen systems, mm-hmm. um, I think we'll start to see more of an emphasis not just on content creation, mm-hmm. but content sharing and connecting players to that content. So, for example, um, I know PlayStation mentioned that they're, they're going to do this thing where you can, like, under the thumbnail for a game, for example, it'll be like, okay, uh, you uh, you left off in this chapter, and you can press the button and go directly to that chapter. Uh-huh. Um, and Microsoft has done, with the Xbox One, uh, some interesting things with like achievements and leaderboards and stuff like that. Um, imagine if you are trying to get an achievement in a game, and you can say, like the system will know that you're going after that achievement. Maybe after you like struggle for a little bit, it'll be like, hey, this person got this achievement and it can show you a video of them doing it. And mm-hmm. then you can be like, oh, okay, this is this is how I achieved this. Yeah. Maybe it's like a secret area that you weren't aware of. But like linking you to that content and having it be created by another gamer and then you can give them like a thumbs up and be like, thank you for for recording and sharing that. And then maybe you can send them a friend request. Just little things like that. Connecting gamers using the content and focusing on that content creation and content sharing. I think that's going to be the biggest thing for next gen in general. Mm-hmm. But um, I think that Microsoft is uniquely positioned because they seem to have a little bit more of an infrastructure 
for that kind of sense of community. Definitely. And uh, because so much of these systems are sort of moving closer to a community sense, mm-hmm. uh, I, I feel like that's kind of the natural evolution of things. And since, I, I mean, even in current generation, there's a button for creating content. Right. That's pretty revolutionary, I think. At, at least symbolically, it's pretty interesting. Yeah. Um, next gen, I think they're just going to capitalize on that tenfold. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's that's kind of where I see the biggest evolution for Xbox Live being is in sort of a... I don't want to use the term social network, but that's the only way that I can really think of it. Um, but like a social community around Xbox Live and connecting players together in sort of uh, unique and tangible ways that benefit the gamer, mm-hmm. uh, I think that'll be really interesting, just beyond interacting in an online deathmatch. Yeah. Uh, but, like... <laughs> <laughs> I mean, interacting in an online deathmatch. Well, I mean, like, <laughs> I know what you when mean. When people think of playing a game online, it's people imagine, you know, competitive, shooting other people in the face, there's a winner, there's a loser. But I really like the idea of uh, sort of these... Uh, these collaborative community efforts that aren't necessarily based on competition and maybe not even inherently based on gameplay, like more of like an accent to the gameplay. Mm -hmm. Uh, I mean, and, and maybe this is me like looking into things a little bit too much, but I think like imagine, imagine an online infrastructure designed with the philosophy of death stranding. So like connecting people, allowing people to help one another without necessarily having to be in their game world, but still being able to have a positive impact. Um, That's the kind of thing that I think could happen with this content creating and content sharing and having an infrastructure built into a system that's able to connect players in that way. Uh, Like helping somebody get achievements. Um, If somebody keeps failing a level, it could maybe like, like hey there's here's this video of somebody completing this level maybe it can help you progress um and Funny i know is dark souls and like demon souls is all the souls games implement that exactly because you, sh- you see the little ghost guy running around and you see what's ahead of you and maybe how they died exactly and the fact that that that's such a big deal the fact that so many people within the video game industry developers um and i'm sure system architects are inspired by games like Dark Souls, the, the Soulsborne games, uh, things like Souls Death Stranding. <laughs> uh, these are things that that the people who create this these these products, um, those are the things that they're inspired by. I mean, look at look at Dreams, for example. Um, we're starting to see what happens when people experience these things and are inspired by them and create things with that kind of mindset. And now we're going to see what a system designed with that mindset could look like Mm -hmm. um and that's i i wish that i was a little bit more in my mind because i would have gone into this with the (laughs) with the playstation (laughs) episode as well um but that's that if anything is the thing i'm most excited about i don't think i don't think next gen is going to be defined necessarily specifically by the games yeah not necessarily specifically by the hardware but it's how those two can work together to bring people together and that's kind of that's that's what games are really all about, mm-hmm. uh, if you think about it. Um, and that's what these these products, these systems, each generation has improved upon. It's how can we get people together using technology and using games as that conduit. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I I think that next gen is just going to be more of that. Uh, and I think Microsoft is in an especially interesting position because they're not tethering themselves strictly to one system they're creating a platform that exists outside of the hardware okay and that's what makes them i think most capable to make the most positive change because if they're building this infrastructure and it exists on the cloud and people are able to get achievements on pc on xbox one on xbox series x on xbox 360 whatever as long as it's linked to a microsoft account having access to that community that's going to be a powerful Now, thing. let's lead into this, because you mentioned cloud, you mentioned being able to play Xbox things on different platforms. Project xCloud. That is a huge thing for them. It From everyone that's used it, it works. 
the biggest competitor they had was Google Stadia, and so far Stadia has shit the bed. So with Project X Cloud, for those who aren't familiar, is the ability to use the cloud network to be able to play your Xbox games on your phone, on your PC, on different on tablets and things of that nature. Um, that's why you've seen a lot of games or a lot of phones, especially the iPhones, allowing an update where you can use your Xbox controllers to play those games. Uh, I'm pretty sure PlayStation works the same way on some of these games. How much of a factor, and while this may not necessarily be an Xbox Series X factor, but it may be, you see I did X factor there. Uh, How much of a factor will Project X Cloud factor in into Microsoft's plan for 2020 and the launch of Next Generation? Uh, I don't know if it's going to be as big of a deal for the launch, uh-huh. but I think I think this concept of being able to access your games everywhere, that's the future. Mm-hmm. That's, that's just the way that things are going. Yep. Uh, you know, once once 5G is rolled out across, you know, more places. Yeah, uh, or in general. <laughs> yeah, in general, but, you know, once it's something that people have access to, then we're going to be able to access our games on anything. And, I, again, I think that's why Microsoft is positioned so well, because I, they seem to be the most future-proof. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like, yeah. I feel like they're the most future-proof in the sense that they are preparing for that future. Yes. I don't think it's going to be like a Series X launch big deal. Right now, I don't think... Like, it's a novel idea, the idea of like playing Halo on your phone. But I don't think anybody wants to. I don't think anyone um, wants to. But because I, mean... I, I don't think the performance is quite there. And I don't think that accessibility is quite there, which we saw with Google Stadia. Mm-hmm. But it's going to be. I mean, but here's the thing. So with people who have beta tested Project X Cloud, as far as we know... It has performed. It has worked fairly well. Um, and with, I think I saw something before, you can fact check me on this, um, the Xbox Series X will act, will act as like a server for mm-hmm. your xCloud. Um, which is nice. Which is nice. So, I mean, sure, you may not want, and it's not the ideal situation, to play Halo on your phone. But just but having that. Having that ability, like you're out and about, you're on the train, you're on, the, you're on a plane, you're, you're doing whatever... Trains, planes, and automobiles, and like, oh man, I want to play. I want to play Halo. You can do that. Like, you can play your Halo or Halo Infinite from your mobile phone while traveling. I just don't think. I don't think initially, that's what people are going to be excited about. Yeah, and I think the infrastructure. I think launching a new console Mm -hmm. while also mixing the message of, but you can play these things anywhere. I think that's weird. I think they're going to want to focus on the hardware, and yeah. They have also talked about how everything is playable everywhere, which also muddles the message already but, before it even. But launched. how much of it? Because if remember the PlayStation Four launch, a huge focus for them was the connectivity between the PlayStation Vita and the PS Four, and it didn't hurt the PS Four at all. Well, that's correct, but also the Vita was not like a big deal. And that, that's <laughs> like, true. Let's be honest. Yeah, that's true. I loved the Vita. Yeah. Um. But also, they were. I, I think that's. I think that's apple, apples and oranges comparison because yeah. remote play still required like a, basically a tethered connection. It didn't really work through the internet very well, or at all, um, or at all. <laughs> uh, and yeah, there was the cross buy thing, but that was kind of like. I mean, it it's kind of akin to like a rudimentary version of what the switch is now. Mm-hmm. Uh, but like, I don't think that's quite the same level as what we're going to be seeing with xCloud and with other streaming services yeah. with this next gen. But I think that the full potential of it is going to be sort of slowly rolled out throughout this upcoming, or this next generation. Okay. Um, and I, it, it might even, for Microsoft, it might even ultimately turn into their transition from being as hardware reliant and being more, more of service. A, a platform and a service. Uh, but... I, I still think we have some, some time before that happens, at least to the extent to where, you know, the technology is wanting it to go. Okay. Um, I think that their their focus is probably going to be on building that that platform, that ethereal platform. Um, <laughs> yeah, the, the one that exists in the yes. sky. Building that portfolio of, of games and experiences and um, building that community around that, which, I mean, that's, that's what a brand is. Yeah. And then... You know, then like after they've established that, they can be like, "Oh, by the way, mm-hmm. they press the button, and everybody has it everywhere, and then everyone loses their mind, and then society 
Okay. It's changed forever. I'm so sorry. <laughs> so, last bit before we wrap it all up, and this is a point Rachel brought up to me some few days ago, is so Microsoft and Nintendo have had a huge partnership recently, right? Really, Microsoft is saying that, you know, their competition isn't necessarily with PlayStation or not necessarily with Nintendo, but with Amazon and Google. And Nintendo, you know, we've seen Cuphead, we Ori in the Blind Forest uh, has come over to Switch. Banjo-Kazooie. Banjo-Kazooie being in Smash. Actually, that's what the Series X needs to be successful. Banjo-Kazooie? That's it. That's Banjo-Kazooie. God damn it. That's all that they need. Do we think we'll see more of a partnership uh, come through with the Xbox Series X launch? Like, will we see them mention, like, oh, by the way, our partners in Nintendo... Uh, you know, while we won't we won't see Mario or Legend of Zelda or Metroid or anything like that, but do you think we'll see some more obscure Nintendo titles, maybe some exclusive Nintendo uh, indie titles make their way over to the Xbox One or any kind of zest of that at all? You know. Um. Well, so we we kind of talked about this on our own a little bit, and I yeah. think if I remember correctly, I think you said that. Uh, you don't think that they'll do that? I don't think they'll do so. At least initially. Not initially. Simply because, you know, it's much like you said as well. They're going to want to... The, if they're going to go out and they want to talk about their new hardware, they want to talk about their next generation and what that looks like, they don't want to focus on the other guy. Mm-hmm. While Nintendo is not direct competition, it is still competition. They are still a competitor in some form. Uh, and sure, they'll have partnerships and everything. I mean, hell, Microsoft and Sony just signed a partnership for their uh, cloud... Uh, for their server farms um but you know at the end of the day they're still competitors in a sense Mm -hmm. so you don't go on stage and talk about oh this is our our competitor here they're doing this and they're partnering with us doing this no you focus on what you are doing and what you're bringing to the table not what you and the other guy are so at that point it makes you wonder well should i just go talk to the other guy like if they've got that going on they're bringing it to you what do they have over there? You don't want that question being asked. So I, I agree there. I, I do think that what they were doing with with the Switch in terms of bringing like Cuphead over and mm-hmm. you know having some of their characters on their things, uh, I think that that is nice for like marketing. Yeah, it, it's a nice like introduction to their brands for people who may not have been you know exposed to that. Mm-hmm. Um, I do think in the future some more things like that would be cool. Yeah. Especially if Microsoft is kind of moving away from hardware. Uh, Game Pass on Switch, that'd be fucking cool. Xbox Live on Switch would be great, because Switch Online sucks. Yeah, and then people <laughs> could just pay Microsoft, and they can make money, and then Nintendo can just do what they do best, which is make games. Well, that's what I'm wondering. So, with that, with the increasing, with the, with the rehash, or not rehash, but with some updates to Xbox Live, for that matter, could we see them say... And I mean, and I don't even necessarily if this would hurt them by all means. If anything, it's benefit and a testament to Microsoft's ability. Is oh hey, you're gonna start seeing Xbox stuff connect more, in in a maybe a behind the scenes kind of way mm-hmm. with your Nintendo Switch. Like you could with your Xbox Series X, you may be able to see achievements in some fashion or something else on the Nintendo Switch. See, I think um, that would be great on your Xbox Series X. Like that's a benefit for Switch owners as to why they should get an Xbox Series X. You know, like. Oh, all my stuff is in that one spot, yeah. and it's a it's a benefit to Microsoft because they're getting paid for those online services. Uh-huh. Um, it's a benefit for Nintendo because they have a better product in the end because of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, I don't think it's going to go in the other direction though. I don't think Nintendo would allow their games on. Oh on hell no! Xboxes. No, Nintendo, at least no big first party games. Nintendo God, holds no. their stuff way too close. Yeah, if um, it's a third party exclusive, I would say yes. But, again, you will not see any first-party games on there. You're not going to see your Marios, your Legend of Zeldas, your Metroids. Not at all. Now... Maybe no more Heroes. If shit we, like that. If we did, though... Uh-huh. The first the first two companies to team up would just annihilate. Oh, yeah. The, the, whoever's on the outside. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I just don't think it's going to happen. Like, I just don't think it's going to happen to the extent that it would need to mm-hmm. in order for that to happen. Uh, which I think is ultimately better for the gamers because then we have a lot more compelling experiences in general. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just spread across multiple things. But, um, yeah, I mean, Microsoft can put their stuff on a Nintendo thing, uh, but I don't think it's going to go the other way around because yep. I, I just think that the 
what what each company is trying to do is is different enough to where they can they can have that relationship um but a very strict and very small one doesn't yeah, go any further outside and nintendo of that. does not they don't there's not a lot of give right when it comes to that um i mean and they don't even like you can't even really stream a nintendo thing without getting in trouble well and that's the thing that, like, that could be something partnered with with mixer being in you know that's that's microsoft right how much could you say, oh, you have your Xbox Series X or you have a Mixer account, you do this, you could bring this over to Nintendo. But anyway, that that was just, you know, curiosity, and that's something we can talk more about yeah, on the Nintendo. Yeah, that's a good lead-in to the, to the Nintendo episode. Exactly. So, Ba-ba-ba-ba. other than that, guys, Steven, Davin, thank you both for coming here, and, well, Steven, allowing us to use your spot and your stuff to record tonight. Oh, that's fine. Um, thank you both for being here. Ladies and gents, this has been Wolfie's Gaming Den. I hope you enjoyed the show. Next time we see you, we will be talking on the future of Nintendo and what their 2020 will look like, not necessarily their next gen. But until then, we'll see you later. Bye. Thanks for listening, and thanks for having us. Oh, yeah, of course. You, I'm glad to have you guys on anytime. And donate to the show. Jesus Christ. <laughs> for crying out loud. Are right you there. still listening? Mama you should subscribe to the new podcast. <laughs> yeah, they can, they can get a new cat. If we, we don't we, need to no, the show, no, we have to. I don't want more cats. Every time you donate a dollar, we'll put in your name for a raffle, and you can name our new cat. No, what? whoa, Stop. you, you want to name Alex's new cat? No. I want to name Alex's donate. cat. You are definitely not allowed to name. My so new in cat. the show notes, there should be a little link, right? You put a little link. There's a link where you can support the show. Okay, yes. so yeah, support the show. Click it. At least give a dollar. Every dollar that you give gives you a chance to name their new cat. I'm not having this. No, because there's not going to be a new cat. He's gonna have. It's not gonna happen right away. If like, you it's want, be, who knows? If you want to make Alex eat his words, oh, God damn it, and have him get a new cat, then you gotta donate. That's I what you gotta do. I hate you both. And then you both know how you. you hear like Stop. the little meows and stuff on the microphone every now and then. Imagine hearing a meow from a cat that you named. Alex's That'd be amazing. Cat. That'd be amazing. Alex's I'll, cat. We'll, we'll we'll see you guys next week. Let me see you. Bye. <laughs> meow.